I'm Donna Carter. You're listening to Grow on the Go. It's 2022 now. It is. For the second week. Time marches on. Yeah. And I don't remember giving my consent to that. Do you remember as a kid thinking, okay, in the year 2020, I will be this old and I wonder what my life will be like and... Um, yes, but also... No. Part of it is I couldn't do the math to figure out how old I would be. Oh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I if I go too far down that rabbit hole, it gets a little sad. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, I'll be touring Warp Tour by then. Warp <laughs> Tour doesn't even come to Canada anymore. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I'll, I'll this, that, and the other thing, and, you know. Be famous. Be f- I really thought I'd be famous by now. Wow. Oh, does that surprise you? Oh, I'd hate being famous. Oh, I still want to be famous. <laughs> Do you? And, like, it's a it's an ugly thing to say, like, I want to be famous. Yeah. But, like, I fully... You're such an introvert. <laughs> but that's the thing. Because when you're performing, it is... It's, it's counterfeit connection. Because I get to give as much as I want, and I don't have to take anything back. Mm. Which sounds very generous, and it isn't. It's it's actually quite selfish. Um, but I can I can I can be loved without having to give love, and that is a very. But sick the problem thing. is, though, you you get you know everywhere you go, people mm-hmm. start to recognize you and want to talk to you, and I would hate. Yeah, that. but how often do I go places? <laughs> you just stay home. I stay time. home. So um, Ty Hunter stopped by before Christmas. He's mm-hmm. he's the lead singer for um, the Hunter Brothers. Yeah, and um, he came over for coffee, and he uh, said, you know, he lives in Shawinigan, Saskatchewan. There's mm-hmm. 1,800 people there, yeah. right? So everybody knows him, yeah. and it's because everyone knows everyone. And they grow grew up there. They were. Yeah. To quote their song, born and raised there. And so it's not weird. But he had just uh, brought his car to Calgary to be serviced. And he went to the dealership and the guy said, you're Ty Hunter, aren't you? And he said, yeah. He said, oh, I was just listening to your music on the way here. And he was like, whoa, that's Which, so like, Haven't weird. they won awards at this point? Oh, oh like, yeah, they have. They're a popular band. They have. And I think he wouldn't be able to be in this state of Denial if he didn't live in Shonovan. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Right? That's fair, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I... So I used to be in a band, and, and we toured a little bit. We were never Hunter Brothers level. Like, we certainly weren't famous, but in my circle, um, like, in, in this kind of subculture I belonged to, we did okay, and I got recognized relatively frequently. Yeah, recognized. I like it. I haven't been recognized for probably seven or eight years now, but, oh, it felt so good. Or, like, seeing people... People would see me walk into a room, and I'd see them whisper, like, oh, there she is. You should go ask her for a picture. Like, and and this is, like, this is a pride thing. Like, it's... There's some sin in my heart around this. There's some vanity... For sure, like I'm not going to pretend there isn't. I am, I am deeply flawed, but I'm also peaking, so I'm just going to move the microphone over a little bit. Okay. Um, 
<clears throat> but yeah, I I loved it, and I really felt like I was made for that because I come alive in front of people, mm-hmm. but not so much in small groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that to me is like, Mwah. go in front of a stage, in front of ideally a stadium of people, mm-hmm. and do whatever it is I'm going to do, and then disappear. And you never and get nervous either. No, I've gotten stage fright exactly once, and when I was wrestling, I used to get nervous mm. because. If I mess up, someone can die. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I also used to get nervous when you were wrestling. I'm glad that's not a part of your... Well, so singing and acting, I can mostly control what's going to happen. But wrestling, I just don't have great control over my body. So I don't know if I'm going to... If, like, my ankle's going to give out at some point. and Sounds awful. And I'm going to trip and, like, scorpion into the ropes, which has happened. So... really sure how we got talking about fame but um uh, talking about where we thought we'd be oh you were like you thought you'd be famous and i've had i've had some weird fame-ish moments too where you know like just when people ask me to sign a book it's like really but you've done book signings and those are pretty humbling i I, yeah let's not even get into that (laughs) um and then you know people who just are just so excited to meet me, and I'm like, what? Why? I'm just, I'm just me. Yeah. <laughs> well, and even like I've had those moments. I've had those thoughts too, mm-hmm. but they were also very like, yes, it is I, like, <laughs> the Shantas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, but but at the same time, I was like, oh, it's just me. Like for me, it was very false modesty, which is gross. But I was also 19, so I'm willing to. F- forgive myself absolutely. that. Absolutely. Willing Abs- to forgive myself absolutely. that. Absolutely. I really was the coolest I will ever be <laughs> at 19, which is kind of sad. You don't know that. I'm you could sure. be an incredibly cool Grammy. I mean, that's not totally the type of cool I was talking about, for <laughs> sure. But I mean, I'm going to be like, I'm the tattooed, pierced, green-haired person in our family. Like, I always have a little bit of cool, uh, but just... You never know, but by the time you're a Grammy, that might be the, like, uncoolest thing there is. That's what makes it so cool. (laughs) No, I mean, like, I'm always... I've always... Not always. Since, like, puberty... Uh, since like thirteen, I've always mm. been kind of on the counterculture. Yeah. And there's always something yeah, kind of have. cool about that. Yeah, you have. I went speaking of cool Grammys. I met a woman at a, a retreat I was speaking at, or a women's weekend conference thing, and she had borrowed her granddaughter's jeans, and they fit. That's infuriating. <laughs> I know. And her granddaughter wasn't very big, and I thought, wow, that that is a cool Grammy when yeah. you can trade clothes with your grandchildren. Yeah, we used to share some clothes. Yeah. And then sometimes you would just give me things, and I was like, okay, great. <laughs> but that? I'm not your grandmother. I No, your... you're my mother. <laughs> you're my mother, but still. But still. Okay. Well... Last week, if you happen to tune in, we talked about things that make Jesus mad. Mm-hmm. And Jesus does get mad. And he does get mad. And we're going to talk about a different thing that makes Jesus mad today. Um, so last week, we talked about this weird story. Um, and and I'm just going to give a little quick little recap for people who, who didn't hear the last yeah, podcast. Because you missed it. Because yeah. you don't have to listen to every podcast. I mean, we want but you, you to, should. but you... <laughs> Jesus will be upset if you don't. Oh, wow. Talk about <laughs> taking Jesus' name kidding. in vain. <laughs> we were talking about what it means to take Jesus' name in vain off the air, but yeah. <laughs> so, last week we talked about this weird story. During Jesus' last few days of life, when he cursed a fig tree and it withered and died. 
we, we discovered that far from being the temper tantrum it appears to be, it was actually a living parable about hypocrisy that would have been understood by the people who witnessed it. Hypocrisy made Jesus mad, but it wasn't the only thing. It wasn't even the only thing that day believe it or not, at only minutes after Jesus cursed the fig tree, he had what could be viewed as another temper tantrum. Yeah. Was Jesus just having a really bad day? To be fair, he probably knew he was going to die soon. He was a little grumpy and it was going to (laughs) suck. Yeah. Uh, I think there was something else going on other than Jesus just having a really bad day. Do do you ever have a really bad day? No. Never. I okay. truly, I wasn't having particularly great days around Christmas this year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some weird trauma stuff that's starting to surface and it's throwing me for a little bit of a loop. Um, but then I got to hold my tiny baby niece and that helped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's so sweet. She's so little. I had, I had a day, just a part of a day where just everything, literally everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And I, I it didn't upset me. It was mm-hmm. like, it was kind of like, Wow, this is amazing. This is truly a comedy of errors, yeah. (laughs) So I just worked out, and I stopped at 7-Eleven to get myself and my husband a super big gulp. It's something we do. Diet Diet Coke, I know. It's don't don't send me your opinion about aspartame. I know all the things. Anyway, um, it was freezing out, and the distance between the gym and the 7-Eleven was not enough to warm up my car, and I was freezing cold. And so I had a couple of, they do refills at our 7-Eleven, mm-hmm. and I had a couple of big gulp cups there. And so I grabbed them out of the back seat, and one of them, as I brought my arm up, one of them went flying into the hatchback. So I was like, oh, fine. I have to take the extra few seconds to go back to the hatchback before I get into the store. And it's like literally minus 30 something. Yeah. It's so cold. <clears throat> so I go, go to the hatchback. I get the other cup. I start heading into the store. I realize I'm almost at the door. I realize I don't have my mask on. <laughs> so I have to go back to the car to get my mask I unlock the car. I put down the cups to put my mask on. I leave the cups in the car. I'm back (laughs) at the store. It's like, seriously? I just couldn't even believe it. By the time I got home, I was so cold. I had a hot shower, and it still didn't warm me up. Anyway. Just so you can enjoy your nice icy cold. Yeah, (laughs) Diet Coke. You know what? It seems like when you are having a bad day, Mm -hmm. things just keep going wrong. And that, I mean, I don't think that's the universe conspiring against us. I kind of think it's just that when we're not in a good place, we tend to sabotage ourselves. And things are more frustrating and and you get flustered and 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 and. and. It's a cascading effect. It is. It is. Anyway, I I actually don't think that uh, Jesus was having that kind of a day. I don't think it was his attitude. Um, But anyway, um, Jesus had human emotions, Mm -hmm. for sure. But he never sinned. So I think we can assume his reaction was not because he was out of control, uh, because it would take extreme, I think it was because it would take extreme behavior to change the situation, mm-hmm. to make his point, right? So while the fig tree is withering and the disciples are digesting the strange lesson they just experienced. <laughs> Jesus is doing some weird stuff. Like he's <laughs> yeah. cursing trees. Yeah. And- um, so Mark um, 11 continues this story. I've just given the backstory. Mm-hmm. This is the continuation. Do you, do you mind reading it? Sure. They continued into Jerusalem and made their way up to the temple. 
upon reaching the temple that morning, Jesus, uh, upon reaching the temple that morning, Jesus dealt with those who were selling and buying animals for sacrifices and drove them out of the area. He turned over the tables of those who exchanged money for the temple pilgrims and the seats of those selling birds. He physically prevented anyone from carrying anything through the temple. So the disciples had to be totally shocked. I mean, it's one thing to perpetuate violence on a fig tree, (laughs) but it's quite another to commit violence against people. I mean, this is the same Jesus who cuddled little kids like, like 15 minutes ago. They've never seen him so fierce or so physical. This is not your blonde, willowy, effeminate Jesus from the paintings you've seen. Yeah. This is the swarthy, muscular tradesman who is righteously offended. Mm-hmm. You want me to read this? Yeah, sure. So Jesus said to those who were listening, Didn't the prophets write, My house will be called a house of prayer for all the people? But you have made it into a haven for thieves. So when I was growing up, there was a lot of controversy about anything being sold in the church. Mm. Anything from concert tickets to books or albums. The controversy was because I think of a misunderstanding of what made Jesus mad in this story. It wasn't so much that stuff was being sold. The key words here from the verse you just read, the last verse you read, uh, are for all the people, a house of prayer for all the people. What made Jesus mad is that this, that vulnerable, vulnerable people were being extorted. There were two things that were essential for foreign worshipers. Well, for all the worshipers, but it was more difficult for foreign worshipers. They needed an animal to sacrifice, and they needed temple coins, which the local merchants would accept. They couldn't just bring any old currency because Roman currency had a head of um, Caesar Caesar, on it. And so it was not... um, considered acceptable by right. by the the people operating the temple. So um it wasn't uh, even if there was nothing wrong with um with um selling animals yep. or operating a legitimate money exchange. According to Jesus, these particular vendors were a den of robbers was, or a haven of thieves. There was a significant markup, like food uh, at a movie yeah, theater. Yeah, yeah. They were taking advantage of people who had no other options. Yeah. So, I mean, it, like if you lived in the country, you had to travel to Jerusalem for Passover. Mm-hmm. It wasn't very convenient to BYOS, bring your own sheep, sure, <laughs> for your sacrifice. If people had to travel great distances by foot. It would be like taking your sheep for a walk for like three or four days. And by the time you arrived, the sheep would likely no longer qualify as a sacrifice since they had to be totally clean, unblemished, and uninjured. Yeah, that's not going to happen. No. So it was this problem that inspired some opportunist crooks to set up shop and sell livestock at an obscene profit to peasants and foreigners who really had, had little choice. Others um, exchange local currencies for coins the temple merchants would accept at outrageous exchange rates. And the temple leadership allowed it, and maybe they even took a cut. I don't know. Knowing what we know, it wouldn't surprise me. Right. It kind of reminds me, (laughs) this idea of taking advantage of people who have no other choice reminds (laughs) me of my my trip to Mexico in November. I... um, Friends had offered me a place to stay that they'd already paid for but couldn't use. Randy couldn't get away, and so I went by myself, intending to spend some time in the sun, replenishing my vitamin D, and also getting a bit of work done. 
Now, this wasn't a vacation that we'd budgeted for, so I wanted to do it as inexpensively as possible. Instead of eating out at the resort restaurants, I decided uh, I organized a ride to a supermarket and I bought stuff to make smoothies and sandwiches for the whole week. I got some cold meats, some condiments, and some fabulous bread, but I forgot to buy butter. Now, if that was just for one meal, I'd have done without it. But when you're eating sandwiches all week, you gotta have butter. <laughs> so I decided to buy some at the resort store, knowing it would be expensive. Would you believe it cost $22 for a pound of butter? Oof. $22 Canadian. It's, it's outrageous, but the resort knows that most people don't have rental cars and cabs are expensive. They want you to eat in the restaurants. And there are no stores in walking distance, so they can take advantage of the situation. If people really want or need something, they'll just pay what they have to pay. Mm -hmm. And that's what was happening at the temple that day that made Jesus so mad. He acts decisively and with great emotion against those who have turned God's house into a place where pilgrims are exploited. He has something to say, and in the style of the ancient prophets, he paints a picture with his actions. Jesus was incensed that travelers were being exploited, but there's something else that made him mad. It was that the crooks set up shop in the court of the Gentiles, effectively crowding out those who have tra had traveled to worship. There was no other place for them to go in the temple to worship. Mm. Non-Jewish people who worshiped the Jewish God weren't allowed into the other areas of the temple. That's why Jesus said that they were turning the house of prayer for all the people into a house of robbers. So it's kind of like you are further, not necessarily a, a, a present. Well, yeah, you are, you are taking up space that was not meant for you. The, the, um, sellers. the Gentile court. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, the Gentile court, I think was a really generous thing mm -hmm. that God ordained so yeah. that people from all the nations could worship him yeah. to prevent gatekeeping kind of. Yeah. 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 So it, it, but you know, can you imagine what that would have been like? You go there to worship and the place is just a mad <laughs> And you're in a food court. Yeah. Yeah. Like it would have been like trying to meditate, worship and pray in the middle of the chuck wagon races at the Calgary Stampede. Okay. Some of you are not Calgarian. Many of you are not Calgarian. You don't know what that's like. You haven't been to the Stampede. Think about trying to worship in the stands during the Stanley Cup playoffs. Or like the Super Bowl. Or yeah, it was organized chaos, yeah. right? So these businessmen were guilty of a double whammy. They took advantage of others, and they blocked God's purposes in the process. Sue, so, what can we learn from this? Well, it's not likely any of us will be selling sacrificial animals or providing a money exchange for worshipers anytime soon. But we can still take advantage of other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how do we do that? What comes to mind? Um, of course, I, I, I can see your notes. So <laughs> things that are coming to mind are things you have written down. Um, well, um, sometimes we use other people to advance our own agenda. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know I've done that. Yeah. At, at work... Like, do we tend to delegate unpleasant tasks to subordinates just because we can? Mm -hmm. Do we ever ask favors of people who don't know how to say no? These things make Jesus mad because they're exploitive. And he wants us to treat everyone with, with respect. The abuse of power makes him mad. 
We should also speak up against injustice when we see others take advantage of someone with less power. Mm-hmm. Jesus wasn't willing to mind his own business, and we shouldn't either when someone's being exploited. That's why I think it's really important to listen to movements like, um, not necessarily the organization, um, because I know some people have concerns about that, but the Black Lives Matter movement, Mm -hmm. um, the uh, Every Child Matters movement, Mm -hmm. which is uh, Indigenous Canadians, it is important for us to listen to people that systemically have less power. Yes. And are underrepresented within our governments, within our um, law enforcement, often within just generally socially. Mm-hmm. We need to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really, really, really important. I think, uh, so we talked a little bit about Jesus' anger and the difference between righteous anger or selfish anger. You know, we know all, all anger is not wrong. Because Jesus was obviously angry here, and we know that Jesus never sinned. Mm-hmm. I, I think our anger is is like a warning light on our soul's dashboard, alerting us to a problem. Yeah, like a mo- like pain. Yeah, like pain. Yeah, yeah. and and it, it, sometimes it's when damage is being done to us. Mm-hmm. Um, we were re- you know we feel rejected, or somebody has taken advantage of us, or whatever. Or sometimes it's alerting us to a problem, a systemic problem, like yeah. you were just talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Or something in between. Before we were before we were recording, I was talking about one of my cousins, uh, an ex of hers, who, when they broke up, said some very spiritually abusive things mm-hmm. that I am still angry about <laughs> because he's in a leadership position in his church. Mm-hmm. And that makes me deeply uncomfortable that he's willing to say things to get his way and say them in God's name. Mm-hmm. It's always dangerous to say, God told me yeah. X, Y, Z. I think we need to approach those situations with, this is what I believe yeah. God is saying to me. This is what I think I'm hearing mm-hmm. from God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And Neither here nor there, mm-hmm. but that's like that's something that makes me angry, and it's because it's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. So... What are some of the things that make you angry? Well, other than that. Child <laughs> exploitation? Mm-hmm. Yes. Good. It should. What emotions fire when you hear about human trafficking? Yeah. Um, sometimes anger is the most loving thing we can feel mm-hmm. because it's a catalyst to getting us involved in causes that we would otherwise ignore. Yeah. I said, I think I said this in the last episode, um, Feeling anger is not a bad thing. It's the way you choose, the actions you choose to take from that anger. Right. Because you can be angry and choose to, you know, march with, um, like, a social movement. Yeah. That is, that is okay. Mm -hmm. That's righteous anger. That is righteous anger. Um, But, you know... (laughs) Slashing someone's tires is not. (laughs) Good point. Um... I want to talk about what happened after Jesus threw those money changers from the temple. I imagine there was shocked <laughs> silence a lot of, as well, people awkward. awkwardly waited to see what would happen next. And people who had watched Jesus heal and love on kids and, you know, would have been, wow. They, like, is he okay? Yeah. Matthew's account says this. 
The blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. That's what happened right after Mm -hmm. he drove the money changers uh, and the the sellers out of the temple. Uh, And the next verse says, The leading priests and the teachers of the religious law saw these wonderful miracles and heard the children in the temple shouting, Praise God for the Son of David. Just think about that for a minute. What wasn't happening in that in the in the, the court of mm-hmm. um, the Gentiles, because of what the of what people who were exploiting the strangers, the travelers, were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes what isn't happening is as, as important to think about as what is happening. Mm-hmm. Joe Plemon, in an article on the website Seed Time, said this: Immediately after Jesus dealt with the opportunists. He became a magnet for the very ones whom others so often take advantage of. It may be that when we take a courageous stand for righteousness, some will recognize and appreciate that stand. The world is full of downtrodden people who are looking for someone to stand up for them. Mm -hmm. If we don't do it, who will? And I'd like to qualify, if I may, um, kind of what it means to stand up for people. Mm especially if we're talking about systemically oppressed people, mm-hmm. um, speaking as a white, able-bodied woman, um, sometimes standing up for people is using your voice because you know that your voice is going to carry farther in a particular conversation. Right. Sometimes standing up for people is choosing not to use your voice to make sure there's space for the people who need to speak to speak. Mm. Um Sometimes it's telling or asking others to be quiet to make that space. Sometimes it's choosing just not to speak um, and to listen instead. Um, Do you have a specific example in mind? mm -hmm. So, for instance, um, this year we had the day of, I forget exactly what it's called, Indigenous Reflection and Reconciliation. Truth 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 and and Reconciliation. Reconciliation. So... That is an opportunity. That is space that our government, which I appreciate, has made for Indigenous voices Mm -hmm. to speak. Um, And that is a way to... And in this case, it's it's almost an an apologetic, like, restitutional act. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I'm what a lot of people would call a social justice warrior, and I could go on a rant and be like, come to my seminar about Indigenous issues. Or I could choose to magnify and highlight the voices of Indigenous people Mm -hmm. because they're speaking, and I don't need to be speaking on their behalf. Right. I don't need... There's something called a white savior complex. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not up to us to save in a a um, non-eternal sense. Right. Sometimes it's not up to us to save. Sometimes it is up to us to make space. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And I think it's important. And and that's something that I think rely on God for. Okay, Mm -hmm. God, what's my role here? Do I listen? Do I speak for them, do I something I like to do is go like, "Hey, do you need me to step into this conversation um, because you're running out of the emotional energy to have this conversation?" Right. Um, I'm happy to do that if you'd like, but if you want to take this, I will not speak on your behalf. Mm. Um, and I think that's a really important line to walk. Now, 
it depends on kind of what group you belong to, right? I'm in a group of very high privilege. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we could probably do a whole other episode of acknowledging privilege and what that means and when to speak and when to be silent. But um, I think recognizing privilege is a big part of standing up for uh, the oppressed and the downtrodden. And it's probably a good question to ask, yeah. do, what do you need me to do? How yeah. can I help further this? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what would actually be helpful. Mm-hmm. That is all the time we have today on Grow On The Go. I'm Kevin Pankhurst. And I'm Donna Carter. Thanks for listening to Grow On The Go. Share this episode on social media and find more great programs at faithstrongtoday.com.